Hello everyone, back again to push the content train forward. Uh, this week, we are going into week five. We have officially passed the third of the way through the regular season. Everyone's teams at this point is starting to go full panic or looking forward to the playoffs. Um, this week, we have another fellow Champion League owner, Dan Slesher, on the pod to talk about some of his injury woes, his team moving forward, um, and some stats that we've got to break down as well as some just overall fantasy talk. Uh, so with that, I'll kick it off, and this is the version of the scuttle. Dan Slesher, how's it going? How's it going, Ian? Doing well, man. How about yourself? Good, good. Could you hear that song? I could barely hear it. Okay. Uh, well, for the league, if no one really knows, that's the uh, the Lumineers. Uh, if you haven't listened to their album, go check it out. It's a pretty good one. Um, but with that, it's kind of a little uh, entendre on... Uh, it's called My Cell, and it's being, about being stuck in a little emotional prison cell. Uh, so it's a shout-out to all the people out there who are stuck in their emotional prison cells. Uh, I figured uh, I would just yeah. do a little bit of a symbolism for the opening song, as Dan did tell me he didn't care what the opening song was. <laughs> no, it's all good. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely in. I'm, I, I've been in an emotional cell. I'm, I'm starting to get out of it, but uh, a few other league members, I think, are still, still stuck in it, so... Yeah, so let's jump right into it. I mean, Team Chop, the villager. He, I love Bennett's phrase there. Uh, he found his balloons or inflated his that balloons. Was, that was really clever by the commish. Um, I think it's because of his, his experience using the villager in Smash. So I just I, I, He might I, have I, a writing career in front of him, honestly. It's, he should look into it. I know, I know. Uh, I forget the name of his company now. Uh, Vision, it used to be Vision Solution. I, I think it's like 360, 360 or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, he probably actually he probably actually made that name that little wordplay there, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, you should look into that. Oh man, so yeah, so you've got your balloon. Uh, at least one starting to inflate a little bit. You know, <laughs> you know, you're probably I, at this point. Your team looked your team looked really good. I think you were one of the top scorers. I am hovering like just off the ground with one with like one partially inflated balloon. I was second in scoring behind uh, Mr. Mr. Alex Gertz, but uh, yeah, I had a good had a good week last week. Um, sort of wish I saved the points for a different opponent, but I, I needed to get a win against Fez. So can't hate on it either, because honestly, I mean, no, if your no. team flops there and Fez, he scored eighty eight points. So I mean, if you lose to Fez at eighty eight points, you're in a dark place at that point, right? I I would not have been on this pod. <laughs> All right, that's that's very fair. That's very fair. So I mean, it's it's kind of nice to talk to you. You're on the up and up. I think your team out of all the zero and three teams last week definitely had clearly the most hope. So. Yeah, um, I'm a little actually. We're, we're playing this week. I I don't feel good about this week. I I feel like it's going to be a goose egg. Um, 
but I'm, I'm waiting for the best. The, the, the Devontae news really, uh, really hurts. And you also have, uh, you also have, uh, Valdez Scantling. So, yeah. So, yeah, that was a nice little, like, kind of a juicy bone. I, you picked up Geronimo Allison, which I thought was funny. Just kind of. I had to. I, yeah. I really had to. Um, hoping he does a little bit better than MBS this, this week. This, uh, this week. <laughs> At this so. point, Dan, through injury Rose is handcuffing wide receivers. So here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's just, like, it's been absolutely absurd over the past five weeks. Like, my injuries, it's not like, it's not like I've lost, like, a lot of my starters. I've, so I've lost two of my, two, my first two picks, but... Like everyone else, my bench is dead. Um, I mean, every time I look at my phone, I get a, a fantasy, like a, a fantasy sleeper update. It's always one of my players. Yeah. Like so, even, so that's even you and I. That, that that's both yeah. of us. I was so like Carson Wentz. Like he never came out, but I actually got. He actually went to the tent like two weeks ago, and like even then, like I was like, I mean, like you got to be kidding me. It's it's like all of my players have been in the tent or like have not practiced a few a few times. Um, over the course of, of the four or five weeks. Yeah, so I would say, outside of Antonio Brown, there's a 90% chance that the Sleeper App update is either a player on my team or your team. So I'm looking at our teams, and of our six bench spots, you have four questionables, and two <laughs> two of them are definitely out. Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill, they're probably not playing. I have Saquon Barkley as doubtful. Hunter Henry is out. Tyrell Williams is questionable. Damian Williams yeah, is questionable. Marlon yeah. Mack is questionable. Julian Edelman is questionable. I have now seven people on my squad is doubtful or questionable. Like, it's just... And, and you were the same where you're handcuffing wide receivers at this point. Like, this is one damn, though, where I feel like if you can... I hope I win, obviously. But if somehow you can squeak out a win... You know, like how I beat Alec last week. Like, was did, would I have lost to every other person in the league that week? Absolutely. But, like... The team laid an egg, and we still got to win, and like that makes you feel so good inside because you know there's brighter pastures ahead. Yeah, honestly, that's what I'm hoping for this week. So, I mean, yeah, I also Saquon like is Saquon going to play? Because and like if he's partially going to play, are you going to are you going to start him? No, I'm not. So okay, I I handcuffed Marlon Mack and Damian Williams. So yeah, I should have. I was going to pick up Jordan Wilkins just because I knew you were going to grab him. He had a few I, good handcuff plays good. last year too. I remember. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Saquon's going to get limited work. Honestly, I, I this is the best news. I I can't believe what's happening. I mean, four to eight weeks in this. Shermer's just like you know. I, I don't. I'm not ruling him out week two. Like, what the fuck? Like, how, how is this? What is going on? Like, I just Tom bids sixty five dollars, and we talked about it last week. Is I was actually of the proponent that it was going to work out. Like, the sixty five dollar value is going to be returned. And to be honest, if Saquon sat around his eight week timetable in a bye week, I, I think it would have been worth it. Oh, for sure. I, I mean, I thought they were going to pick someone up, though. Like, a, I mean, JGI or someone like, or they're going to trade for someone just for that during that time. But, I mean, Goblin looked pretty solid, so. Yeah, he did. I don't know. I've, um, 65 is a lot, Tom, but. But so is 35 for Jordan Howard, so. That is a lot, too. Um, For someone who's splitting carries, like, at least you knew Goldman was getting all the work, and maybe where that's double the price came in, but. I don't know. I mean, I mean we'll Jordan see. Howard just, 
Yeah, he's just so like one dimensional too. He just runs down the middle. Yeah, you're chasing points. He needs he needs to score touchdowns to be relevant, but yeah, uh, but the the Eagles this year, I will say so. If we just switch over to the NFL real quick, get all fancy for a minute. I mean, the NFL this year has been great. Um, so I went eight for ten last week on all my bets. Um, wow. And and Dan, I, I told you my betting strategy. Do you care to share with the group? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. So you you and I, I, this is great. Um, it takes a lot of balls to do this, but you told me that you pick all your bets and you you literally take the opposite bet of what you of what you think is going to happen. That's the way the NFL is going this year, though. I, I it's just first week I got burned like three for ten. I I uh, bet the Monday night game lost those like nothing seemed like it was and like I feel like Vegas is so good at putting a line in there and then you look at it and you're like man like they they almost put the answer in your head for you like you see a line. Like Ravens plus seven against the Browns, and you're like, damn, Ravens are. I mean, that's an easy. Oh, yeah, that's sure. that. I mean, the the Ravens will beat them by seven. The Browns look like shit this year. What happens? Like forty to eighteen. It's like, I don't know what the hell happened, but like, I hammered Carolina versus the Texans because I literally was like, that's a lock for the Texans. Like, the Texans need a bounce back. They've got a really talented squad. I don't know. It's just it, it's been a really interesting year for the NFL so far, and I think. It's really unpredictable, and one team I want to get into is actually your Chicago Bears again, because this is a three-and-one team, and arguably the now the hardest division in football, and yet they are the ugliest yeah. three-and-one I've ever seen. I mean, yeah, it hasn't been great. Um, I so I'm in a I'm in a I'm actually I don't know if I told you this, but I'm in a survivor pick'em pool. Yeah, yeah, um, it's the really expensive one, right? Like the big payout. Yeah, there's like 300, there was 330 buy-ins. My, my, my grandpa asked me to do this, like his buddy runs this, this massive pool. It's 20, 23 bucks to join. And this guy takes a $3 rake on every, on every, ent- like on every entry. So he's just bagging a ton of money. Oh my but God. It's, it's like, it's just so illegal. Like it's, he's making like over a grand and just by just organizing. Just to organize some names on a piece of paper. Yeah, it's insane. Um, but if I win, I'll, I'll like I'll 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 net like sixty five hundred bucks Damn. around there. So like I'm I'm still in it. I picked I picked the Eagles this week. I so when why I why I brought that up because I was looking at I was thinking about taking the Bears because like you know I just get them out of the way because um, they're playing the Raiders this this week. But I'm, I'm I was I was a little nervous. I, I just felt like if I picked them that they were definitely going to lose because the Raiders like the Raiders are an ugly three and one too, which I did not realize they were three and one. Um, did you say the Ravens? Sorry, the Raiders. The Raiders are three and one. I thought I thought they were when I looked. I thought I, they were two I'm, and I'm two. Double che- I'm double checking right now. Two and two. Um, two and two. Okay. They are two and two. Yeah. They Still, two and the, the, people Still. say that they're like a really shitty team. Like yeah, people, exactly. fantasy wise, the Broncos have looked better than the Raiders this year. Fantasy wise. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I mean, the Bears' defense is so solid. I feel like they'll always be in the game. Um, I don't. I mean, I'm not a huge Trubisky fan, um, but I mean, like Chase Daniels is obviously isn't that great either. Um, so I mean, you can go either way with that. But I don't know. We'll see. It's. Uh, I mean, it's still fun to watch. The, the defense is just so good. Do you think? I mean, because so I, I t- when I talked with Alec on their over under at the beginning of the season, I mean. I, I just I don't know how this team on offense can get any worse 
what like and that just tells you how good their defense really is i know yeah um and I, it's yeah, it's it's interesting. I, I go back and forth. I mean, they have the Saints this week, which is going to be a defensive battle. I mean, twelve to ten against the Cowboys. I mean, the Bears might win a game seven to three. Like, I'm not kidding. That very well could happen. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. They have they have the Raiders this week. You, oh, you're saying next week they have the Saints? Oh, yeah. I thought they had them this week. No. This week you're, they're playing the Raiders. I think oh. they're in, I think they're at London. Okay. Or is that is that a different team? No, that's my bad. Yeah, they're in, they're, in, they're in London. They're in London this week. Okay, and then they have a bye. Okay, I'm way off. Never mind. Oh, okay. And that's why you're talking about the Rays. Okay, my bad. Um, Yeah, either way, Bears are interesting. Phillies defense looks like shit. Um, any of the other teams in the league. I think Bengals, Steelers are always fun to hit on. Um, Bengals, if the Bengals don't win this week, you're, you're tanking for Tua. I mean, if they can't beat the Cardinals... It's it's over. Yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 not looking good. It's not looking good. And and it's uh, so weird because like I don't know. I still look at their team on paper and I don't hate it. Like I see Eifert, who's a, a name of the past, I guess, but he should have had two touch. I mean, Tyler Boyd, John Ross going down kind of hurts, but that's been the Bengals. When story, is uh, when is AJ coming back? They keep pushing. He should be coming it back. back soon, right? No, they keep pushing it back. It's at least another two weeks. Yeah, I mean, I don't I, like. I just, I don't really. I haven't really been watching the Bengals play, but I, I just like hear that you know that they Andy is has the, he had the most yards for like week three or week four. And he's just, like, is is their defense just really bad? Honestly, I haven't. I, I can't bring myself to watch any of the Bengals. Sorry, Gertz and Spears, but I can't. I'm assuming they are if they're just getting dumped on every game. But I, I, I yeah. And I think yeah, AJ I, Green is on a contract year this year, so I think he's actually like kind of just like fuck it, I'm just going to like chill this year and try to get a contract and then I'll play next year. And I'm not saying he's not going to come out and ball out. I just like, I don't think he's very Saquon Barkley-like to return right now. Yeah. But by the way, I do have, I have three beers lined up. One is now gone. I'm on my 20-ounce White Claw and then we'll go to the IPA. So oh, you bought a, I, I just have a normal White Claw right now. We have um, the wish, gas station next one. to me has a twenty ounce white claw, so like I a cowboy cores, and then you yeah. add four ounces into that. It, it's massive. It's great. I, yeah, I, I saw those at the grocery store. I'm a Ten out of ten would recommend. Um, but I mean, that's really all I have for the NFL. I think from last week to this week, were there any big surprises to you? I mean, it, it's kind of starting to pan out a little bit. I think the Panthers are pretty impressive. CMC is just. He, he, dude, he's he's absurd. Like the Panthers can they can score seven points and like he'll he'll still he'll have like two hundred yards and like the touchdown and and have like twenty like twenty six points. It's just like they didn't even score that much and you know so like you would just assume that he didn't really do that well, but he had like over two hundred yards all purpose yards. He had eight points against me one week, and then the rest of the weeks he hovers between like twenty five and thirty five points. It's in fantasy that's fucking ridiculous. He's incredible. Um, I was, I was, a little, I was uh, definitely surprised with the Devonte thing on on Thursday. I thought he was gonna like catch like three hundred, like for over three hundred yards and a touchdown. Um, Dude, that's that got that's got to freak you out, right? I mean, turf toe is like one of those lingering injuries, and I, in all honesty, I, I just researched it um, when it happened to look into if I should start scantling, and 
it's one of those that lingers. Like it doesn't go away. It's like a sprained ankle. Like you basically sprained your toe joint. So yeah, I mean, like I've heard there's levels to it, and I and they said that his wasn't that bad. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm 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 pretty worried. Is it? Uh, I saw Juju also had a toe issue today. I look, he might not play. What really? Yeah. I'd, I'd add that to a list of people that are not on our teams. It says, uh, um, Pro Football Talk, he's expected to play but has an injured toe. So he looks like he is also fighting those feet injuries. But that's someone else who's underperformed. And, and let's transi- transition back here. Um, there's, you know, there's a few teams that are kind of – I think we should work our way around the league to just kind of highlight some of the teams um, – I mean, a third of the way through the season, it's not game, set, and match by any means, but you can clearly start to see the league start to kind of form. I mean, yeah, you, you are definitely a wild card. When your team drops 127 points, I mean, at that point, you're one of, I mean, with eight points making the playoffs, like you're one of those teams that I, I don't think anyone could confidently say either way. Um, and there's still quite a few, but there's also a few teams that I have some kind of Ah, points of interest, I would call it. Um, And one of those, I think, is actually the manipulative man. Oh, yeah, no, this is is a team that I've been wanting to talk about on on this pod. Um, I I 100% agree. So here's here's the thing. So I'm I'm listening to the Tom and Alex podcast two days ago, three days ago, whenever that was. And he is giving me shit. For having like he's for having a bad team like like it's like my team is like the worst one out of all of them and alec has he has scored three what is it three more points in feds this season he is all right so we are back um we had some technical difficulties i am visibly upset over here um as we go into a hot topic for some reason, the driver on my computer just must have had a glitch for my audio. And Dan and I just lost 20 minutes of a pod. So um, it is your, what it is. Your content gold. It, it was gold. Um, we stroked off Gertz a little bit. We're not going to do that this time around just for the sake of saving time. Um, Alex and Chris, sorry, but uh, keep your egos at check. Um, but we will hop back in because of a hot topic that we really think that is important that the league hears. Um, the host of the pod, the person who would make it very difficult for this information to get out. Um, we need to talk about the scuttle hosts himself, the manipulative man's team here. We do hundred percent. So a little bit less aggression here, or just kind of, this is our second time through it. So we'll do our best to give you guys some, some good content. I don't remember where I mentioned it, but I'm still I'm I'm halfway through my my 20 ounce of white call here. But um, <laughs> so so the manipulative man, Alec Ramali, uh, care to remind the league how much fab bucks he has? He, okay, so he a little backstory before we get into this. Alec has been preaching on his podcast that so so one. I don't know where we left off with 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 the recording, but so we um, literally said we were looking at the standings. And you basically just said, "Hold on, this dude needs to be blasted here." That's pretty much where you. Where so you where where this where this stemmed from was Alec was giving me a ton of shit for no reason on the last pilot Tom, where he was essentially just like calling it a Dan, where my team is just like bad and I suck. 
But if you look at Alec Ramalli's team, he has scored four more points than Fess this season. And if you go back to last week, Gertz actually threw a little stat in the group meet saying that Fez is averaging 80-something points just under what, sorry, Ian, what you average in your own 13th season. So Alex should be on, he should be on watch for how bad his team is. And that is, and this is what, this is what I looked into because, because of what happened on, the, on, on Alex's last podcast. So I have 100 more points than him this season. Which is a lot. That's like essentially a whole week. Oh, I mean, um, over over four games. That's twenty five points a game. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Um, I mean, Alex's team is just is is bad. It's really bad. And on top of it, he is preaching to the choir that all these zero and three teams should really be going after the waiver wire pickups here, spending their fab because they should they should be pretty nervous. Well, guess what, little man? I think you should be nervous as well. And you have ninety nine dollars in it. Um, you have 99 fab dollars here. If there's no injuries over the next two or three weeks, Alec is stuck with his team. I mean, like, the, the reason why I said in the other pod that you need to spend your fab if you think that, that you know, your team's not panning out the way you wanted early is because we're going to get to a point where the season where, like, there's one or two injuries and there's going to be people that have saved their fab bucks that are spending $70 a player. Like, Alec is fucked, in my opinion, in terms of fab. I mean, really, like, he hasn't spent a dollar. I don't know what he's thinking. Like, I, I don't know why he thinks his team is good. Does he think Darwin Thompson would, is the solution to his problems on his bench? Like, dude, like what? Dude, when, he's holding Darwin when Damian, Thompson. When Damian Williams was out, Darwin Thompson had like three carries. He he wasn't even playing. It was it was McCoy and uh, Daryl Williams. Like Darwin Thompson wasn't even a factor. I don't know why he still has him on his bench. Yeah, I mean, it's it's if you're in that camp right now, you've got to be panicked. And not only that, you've done nothing to better your team. Juju, we talked about it in the thing that we lost, but Juju now has a, a mysterious toe injury, um, does, like Devonte Adams. So, I mean, here's, here's my here's my hot take though. I think Juju not mentioning it actually makes it worse. Um, I, I think it's worse than it is because I don't think he practiced today. I, I know that you you might have saw that he was. Did you read that he might he was probably going to play on Sunday? I think it's worse than it seems because no one heard about this, and all of a sudden he's not. All of a sudden he has a toe injury. Yeah, it's that weird thing, and it's that happened with Rashad Penny too. Was that like? Yeah. All of a sudden it was just like on Friday, like oh he's injured, and then it was like yeah he's not playing this weekend. Sorry guys, like it just was so so weird, so out of the blue. I mean, even even outside the toe injury, I mean Juju is basically a, a wide receiver too now with with a new quarterback. I mean, he's not doing anything this year. And I mean, I don't know if you want to. I don't even run through his team again. But yeah, I really, just, do, be, I, I really do. I really do. I mean, it makes me happy when I see it. So, <laughs> someone who crowns the only reason why is like when you crown yourself the points for king. Like you, this is coming. Like, <laughs> well, here's here's the issue too. Like, I don't know where this all popped up, and like, Gertz is giving credit for like like being an advocate for points for us. I mean, who isn't an advocate for points for us? It's the only thing you have control over in fantasy itself. Yeah, that's like saying that you. That's like saying like like the numbers you put on a good time. Like like I want to be an eight and a six, right? I mean, that's like saying that that, that doesn't even matter. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I just don't understand where that's coming from. But anyways, I I digress. We we can look at we can look at. So let's pass over Matt Ryan. I mean, Matt Ryan's not horrible, but 
Um, uh, position rank like 10, 50, so he's a QB1, I mean, but nothing special. Then we go with the hot Aaron Jones, who just is basically <laughs> a t- touchdown, to, like the most touchdown-dependent RB1 slash 2 in the league. I mean, if his touchdowns start drying up, he is done as a fantasy-producing asset. Like, absolutely done. He gets 40 yards a game. And, Alec, Alec if you want Alec to defend that 110-yard game, that's a fluke. Aaron Jones' hot take will not rush for over 75 yards in a game the rest of the season. Wow. That's that's a pretty hot take. Um, Alec, Alec did mention on his pod that he thinks he believes Aaron Jones is a true RB1. That's insane. Like, that... <laughs> <laughs> that meant like what's he at right now? Okay, so he's at position rank eleven, 11 but he's, he has four touchdowns. I just I don't see it. Like oh yeah, I mean that's not gonna that's not gonna continue. Here, let me see if Alec will just just for shits and gigs. I'm gonna send him a nice trade. I'm gonna do Daryl Williams for Aaron Jones and see if he likes that. Um, either way, so <laughs> Alec, if you accept this before it's over, your ear. You're really killing it. All right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I just think overall the team is is weak. Um, Aaron Jones is weak. Um, the other running back, what's his face? Philip Lindsay. Miles Sanders, I mean, I was high on him too, but Montgomery is the clear winner. And I, I think they were the two rookies that people were looking at a lot. And Montgomery is clearly kind of the one in Chicago. And with Jordan Howard's big game, there's so many question marks. Philip Lindsay is a dead split with Royce Freeman in terms of carries and catches this year. Um, at least in targets yeah. on the passing. Lindsay's caught more. And then OBJ, I mean, what, what it, 40 points for the Browns and OBJ puts up three points. Yeah, I mean they—they, they, I mean they just have a lot of weapons on on the ground. It feels like, I don't know. And do you think that that's kind of like reverse like production in terms of like in New York there was no one else to go to, so OBJ just got so much attention. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. And and now oh. I'm trying to think of a player who would compare. Honestly, Tyro Williams of the Raiders, but obviously way less talented. But just in terms of like, there's no one else to throw to, so. You're you're getting the bulk of the wide receiver catches and targets. So Juju three points last week, averages about ten points a game. But for your second round pick, is that really worth it? No, not at all. I yeah, I mean Juju is pretty much toast, unfortunately. Yeah, and, I and mean, then he started. And then he started Golden Tate, who is back from his suspension, right? And we have no idea how good he's going to be this week, but. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty bold start for me. I mean, he, he definitely could be Wait, solid. Wait, he so. changed his lineup mid-recording of this podcast. So, Alec, really? it, yeah, Alec is full-on, like, tinkering with the team. He moved Miles Sanders into his flex instead of Golden Tate. And in my recording, I said it's pretty ballsy to start a player that you haven't seen yet this year. So, Alec, good on you. Uh, that's actually pretty funny. Alec is clearly in tinkering mode here. It's Thursday Wait, night, and he's he has, tinkering he his Miles team. He has Golden Tate. He had Golden Tate 20 minutes ago, and he just now he has Miles Sanders in his flex. Oh, I still see Golden Tate. I've got uh, – oh, wait, 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 wait. Never mind. Okay, he's not tinkering. I, I'm looking at the box score. Either way, he's tinkering. He should be tinkering, though. He should be tinkering. Yeah, I'm right there with um, you. I mean, and then you have George Kittle, who he hasn't really done anything. I mean, Mark, Mark Andrews is a solid tight end, too. So he, I feel like he's just playing the guessing game there. That, I don't know. I feel like I feel like the tight end landscape has changed a little bit. Honestly, um, 
And I mean, to go from basically first to last must not feel great. And again, he's two and two. So it's like he has a better record than you. But if I were to be a betting individual, which I very much am, I'm putting money on you to finish over Alec at the end of the year here, at least in regular I, season. I enjoy that. I enjoy that. I very much would. Um, I would put pretty much most teams over his. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, he might turn it around. He does have 99 fab dollars. So if a big injury happens here, then. You know, he's sitting pretty, but I, I am not a proponent of waiting around for an injury to happen to help my team. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Alex makes the playoffs. I don't think there's a chance he makes Yeah, because the last thing I'll say on Alex's team is, and not just that in general, just being in, in, in a low-scoring, you know, things are about to turn here. You really can only sell low on your players. Like, everyone knows that your players are so low, except for when Fez... I mean, Fez sold so low on DeAndre because he <laughs> wanted to flip it around. Like, DeAndre still didn't do great last week, and this week's supposed to be his blow-up week, but it's like... It's so but shitty dude, because your team's doing shitty, so everyone's trying to poach your assets for cheap, and you just get a bunch of bullshit trades on what the player is producing and not what the player is worth in the future. And so, like, you just don't feel like you're kind of like at at some point, if you don't act soon enough, you kind of get stuck. Yeah, I mean, I my philosophy is like I I won't really sell low on a player like on a top on a first round draft pick. Like I I've gotten a ton of trades for Devontae, and they're just like it's just like one average receiver, one average running back, and like it's just not worth it to me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I get that completely. But at least, I mean, I think you're on the up and up. And that, that's the exact case, though, Dan, where, like, people see your 0-3 and, and they're like, one second. What? Yeah. Hold on. Our neighbor's trying to talk to me? They're, somebody outside my window is <laughs> tapping on my door as, window asking if I know the people who live here. I don't. She has a vote packet with her. Um. All right. So, <laughs> so either way, uh, yeah, vote people. Um. Either way, um, so I forget where I was. I'd be sorry. worried about yeah. I'd be worried about his little man. Be really worried. Um, sort of in the mud with with Fez there. So, but you have two wins somehow. So I don't know. Good on you, fella, for for getting lucky as shit. But um, yeah. it, it, it's not going to pan out forever. So we just had to put, call that out. That uh, the the confidence does speak well. I mean, you know what? Like dress well, test well, type of thing. Like have the confidence and clearly it's working out but eventually if you're not putting up the points for as the points for king things are going to start to turn around so i think we've hit sure, that sure. pretty pretty hard here <laughs> um yeah but, no yeah we're, we can move on yeah alex <laughs> sorry sorry we just had to get it out you know i uh, had to so so the next thing uh that's been hot in the group me here is this whole discussion on points for so i thought i'd go ahead and kind of understand a little bit more of the numbers of what bill is claiming to be so (laughs) let me let me go back here and just read really quickly kind of to set the precedent just in case people i'm assuming people listening to this read the group me um so basically tom is freaking out about wayne gallman and then um chris says bill i thought you didn't need any points to win a championship and bill says how does my week four scoring help that at all And Chris was like, huh? And I said, more points during regular season games equals more valuable team, equals more likely to trade up for more valuable players, equals setting yourself up for a playoff run. 
see Gertz's first four weeks. And then Alec basically beats off to the points for appreciation. And then I say, yeah, yeah, lastly, yeah. I'm willing to bet that there is a correlation to points for in your championships. So I will start off by saying that what I did is basically I dug into the points. I dug into the points for numbers. Um, and with that, there was actually some interesting finds. And I am going to try to be, and Dan, I ha, Dan has the file as well. I'm going to try to be as neutral as possible because I think that there are some argument points for Bill and there are some argument points for Alec. But when we're midweek and or we're mid-year and we're kind of feeding for some content, I think a good thing that we can kind of talk about right now is some statistical landscapes in terms of what really is true on the points for. And I think we have somewhat settled it. Mm-hmm. So I guess... If, do you just want me to go into it, or what, what are you thinking here? Yeah, I mean, let's, let's get into it. All right. I think um, you're looking at the – are you looking at total points for us, or are you looking at – Yeah, like so I'll start top down. So basically we have a few different analyses for the folks listening. So we'll start here. The first thing that I looked at was your points for regular season analysis. If you won the league, where did you finish in points for? In 2018, Alec Ramali was first place. His points for finish was first. In 2017, Bill Stevenson finished first place. His regular season points for was sixth, half, middle of the league. 2016 was Joe. He finished first, points for third. 2015, Billy Two Rings, points for third. And then 2014, Ian Kyle, his points for finished eighth. And then Dan Slusher, points four, finished seventh. So towards the end here, if you look at the numbers in the spreadsheet, you can see that 2013 and 2014 are much more skewed. And so what I kind of did was, in my mind, I could argue that those two years were a little bit less sharp and competitive. Always competitive, but... 2015 2016 is where we started to get kind of psychotic about fantasy football i like there was a casualness about the league where you know in college just out of college and then we started like we had nothing else to do so everyone just started to fucking fiend on fantasy football yeah i mean that's a fair thing so what i did was i compared the last four years your average points for placement when you won the league Because Bill specifically said, what does this have to do with championships? So I looked at, what does this actually have to do with first place? And I looked at the last six years, what's your average points for? So in conclusion, your average points for placement is is 3.3. So out of 12 teams, your average points for is 3.3 in the last four years. So once the league started getting a little sharper, you have to be in the top four in points four to set yourself up for a playoff run. Last six years is 4.7, which is a little bit more towards the back of the pack. And it's, it, it is an average, but if you take out Ian Kyle's eighth place, which when I look at the numbers, his playoff run was serious. It was historic. It was insane. I mean, he, <laughs> it was when we used to have two games per playoff match, but it, it was actually insane. He was scoring like... 250, 280. So he was doing, in standard scoring, 125, 130 points every single week for six weeks. It was fucking crazy. So if you take that out, you're looking at an average placement of even less. 
So, or even, sorry, higher up in the league. So what I'm getting at here is if you just look at the last four years of data, if you're not at least in the top half of the league in points for even going into the playoffs, no matter how lucky you got with your record, you're not looking pretty. And Bill's sixth points for finish was good and all, but that is an outlier in the last four years. Other than that, it was one, three, and three. So really, the top three finishers out of the last four years in points for every year win the championship. Like, I do see a correlation. And 2013 and 2014 with you is a little different. So I'll move on in terms of the next thing you look at is points off of highest points for. So when you didn't win the championship, I want to know how, basically this tells you how close the field was. Like, you could have been sixth, but what if you were only 20 points off of points for and the league was very even? And what I kind of found was that, again, besides you and um, Ian, the last four years, it's been zero because Alec was first, 161 with Bill at sixth, and then 55 points four off and 23. So everyone in the past four years has, again, been really close to the top. And then you were at 328 and Ian was at 275 in the regular season. So you can't discount that. I will I never discount it. But Dan, you got. It seems to me like you got lucky as fuck on your playoff. Run. I got no. So this is what happened though. I don't remember the players, but like right at the end of the season, I had some like crazy waiver wire pickups. Like I think it was like Nick Foles and like Noshar Moreno, who's like he's ancient, but they just went off in the playoffs. Like just went, just absolutely went off. So that's how I won. But, and so no, yeah. To to give Bill some fairness, the average. Placement is fifth, which really doesn't say much if you look over over six years. So I'll give him that. But this is where I then looked into, okay, who cares about the regular season? Let's look at the playoffs. So let's look at how did teams do in the regular season and then how did they perform in the playoffs? And I would think that if you were to win the league, you would be probably hitting right spot, right time. Like you said. So, Dan, I have a good stat for you, too, and same for Bill. So, points for regular season and points for playoffs. I averaged what you scored in that game versus what your average score was during the regular season, and I took the percentage change. So, was it greater or less than, basically? So, 2018, when Romali won his championship, he was 12% better in the playoffs than he was in the regular season. Bill was 31% better. So Bill's points for in the regular season were 83 in 2017. And then in the playoffs, it was 110, which is just fucking ridiculous. 31%. I mean, that's why you win the championship. So in argument of Bill, where he says week four doesn't matter, that stat alone does tell you that. Like, who cares if I scored week four 83 points? As long as I've got that 110 in the playoffs, I'm fucking Billy two rings, baby. Like... It, it does I mean, say if something. Bill's, if Bill's drafting his team for the playoffs like like that, I mean, yeah, totally. But at the same time, you don't really know who's like who's going to be the who's going to be like the bad defense. Who's going to who's going to be good? Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, I can see it both ways. And I just I think he does have a case with his 2017 season. It just seems like an anomaly. Um, I'm trying to think who he picked up that. Made such a drastic change to his team, but... I'm not sure. 2016, Joe increased 13% in the playoffs. Bill, again, increased 8%. 2017, 
So that argues the opposite, where he was third in points for. His team basically scored the same throughout the entire year, and he just had a good team that year. Um, Ian Kyle increased 11%. Dan Slesher increased 23% in his 2013 season. So that confirms basically what you said. Yeah. You went from 88 to 108. In standard leagues, yeah, which is a lot of points. That is, and and that's what that's what it takes to win to win a championship. So, I mean, the one thing, and I mean, I'm sure this is obvious, but the stats do speak. Everyone had pretty much at least a 10 percent or greater change from points for regular season to, to points for playoffs. So, your performance has to increase by 10 percent in the playoffs to even have a chance at winning. Is what this basically says. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, they speak for themselves, but I just thought I'd kind of elaborate for the league. Hopefully, I did well. I mean, I'm looking at the spreadsheet itself, so um, it, it's kind of hard to visualize. But I can most certainly post this in the group me once everyone's listened to the pod. Um, but moving on, I think the other one that we wanted to look at was the true points for over the years. Mm-hmm. And you made a good point on whether or not we want to exclude 2013. Or if we want to include it, so yeah, I just inc- I included it. Be- I excluded 2013 because Spears and Bowers were not in the league at the time, and I I did this like I did this last year, and that's why I excluded 2013. I don't know why I don't recall this, but I think Spears needs to answer the call here on why did he win the championship and then quit the league? That seems like I have no idea. A pretty big dick move. Yeah, <laughs> it does. It's like, like I, I won, I peasants, I'm out of here. Like, what? what is this? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I want to I hear the answer. Uh, but other than that, so from points four, and I'm sorting total. So this includes, actually, I want to get rid of the 2013 season. Um, so this excludes 2013. So our points four standings go Alec, Bill, Dan, Joe, Tom, Bennett, Fez, Gertz, Inc., Spears, Bowers, Ian Imhoff with a whopping shitty ass <laughs> five two oh nine. Um, but tough. I mean, I had two pre like pre or not pre historic bad seasons. Twenty fifteen statistically in terms of percentage below the rest of the league from the person who's first is the same. Like the same is what I did before. So it, I was. Yeah, it it was it was just really bad. So I mean, overall, like I, I don't expect myself to not be there. I was about three percent worse last year than I was my historically bad year as well. But either way, I mean, Dan, you're third. How do you feel about that? I mean, I, it's I feel I just feel so good right now, honestly. I so he, here's here's another hot take. I'm I'm 314 points behind Middleman for to, to take number one spot. I'm trending to, 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 to hit that number. Um, Bill, Bill is. I'm two fourteen behind Bill, but Bill, Bill seems also trash this year. And I'm but you could hop up and like Alec could easily lose his points for a crown this year. Hundred percent, and I could be at number one. One thing I do want to call out though is that Gertz, Gertz is yeah. number eight. Yeah, he which is. is just, it's just so. It's just so funny right now. Like. Gertz is Gertz. All he talks about is all of his forty-one wins, but it's, it's just pure luck. Like you know, like looking at these numbers, it's just pure luck. He's in the bottom half of the league in points for us. 
it's it's just funny. Yeah, and I'm going to run a quick percentage. He is 7% lower than the points for. He's about four. He's almost 500 points off of the lead. Um, it's a lot of points. Yeah, Gertz, points. Gertz, that is. And you're not in good company when you're in the bottom quarter of the league. Um, it's me, Ink, Spears, Bow. Um, and this is this includes his second his current second place standing in twenty nineteen. Yes. So by the way, these stats are live. So the points for include yeah. where you are at right now, including twenty nineteen. So Gertz, yeah, that includes you being top in our league right now. So if you didn't do that, if we exclude yeah. twenty nineteen, Gertz, you are seven hundred points off of points for. So. There's a lot to work for here. I mean, he's going the right direction, so you can't hate on the guy. What else are you supposed to no, do besides, sure. besides sure. do well? But, you know, Fez is seventh. Um, Chris Gertz, you are 13th place, so step it up, bro. 512 yeah, is pretty bad, or 515. That doesn't look great. Um, but if, if you include 2013, um, Dan, you drop off. I do. Yeah. 2013 was a a historically bad season for you as well. Although I I did win. Yeah. No, yeah. Which is so odd. But yes, I mean, Alex points for, which which is also weird because then Gertz is going to stumble in here and basically say that 2013 was his best year points for wise. So how can you exclude that? Because I will say when you put in points for from 2013, Gertz jumps up to third place. He does. It, it's true. So, so Gertz, I mean, in that moment is freaking the fuck out when he hears eighth place. You know he's free. Like, are you? He's he's pulling up ESPN at work right now. I mean, Gertz, Gertz doesn't remember who who. I don't, he doesn't remember twenty thirteen. So it's fine. I, wasn't that his Peyton Manning? That was his Peyton Man thing team. That was his Peyton Manning year. That was, and I pummeled him in the playoffs. Yeah, it was, dude. The reason, like, one of the reasons why I won was because Gertz's whole team was just sitting out because his whole team was were the were the uh, was uh, the Peyton Manning squad, yeah, the Broncos. That's right, and that's why we switched it to week sixteen instead of seventeen. Yeah. Um, oh, that's good. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, you can't. I, I can't lie from the fact that uh, my 2015 championship was it, there was definitely some luck involved. But you know, I there still, I still made those. I still made those waiver wire pickups. I scored a ton of points, regardless of what. I mean, I Kurt's. think the correlation between. I think the strongest correlation I've found so far sifting the data is a greater than 10 percent change on playoffs. Like part of that has to be luck. Like there is no. Yeah. I mean, there is somewhat matchups, but. I don't give a fuck if you have the best matchup in the league. Your your players still could drop a fucking deuce that week. Like, there is some sort of luck involved. Um, if I had to make a conclusion, I would say that there is a direct correlation between points for and winning the league, um, especially mm-hmm. over the last four years. Um, if you're not top five in the league in points for, you're not winning. Um, is what the data says. I mean, points for overall, I think... It's a good indication. I mean, if you had to bet on someone at the beginning of the year, um, I do really. The, okay, the last point I will say here is that Gertz is only a hundred and twenty. Gertz could very well be number one at the end of this year. Like Alec is currently four hundred points ahead of Gertz, and Gertz is already two hundred. I mean, 
Oh, I think Alec is losing his spot regardless. Like, yeah. There's no way he puts up points this year. Yeah, I think the points for King is going to go down this year. But I, but I, I make the argument that we should be using 2013 because if we don't, Spears is not is not even like not even in the league at that point. So yeah, but that's we, his we fault can't. for quitting the league. I mean, like wh- I guess where like Spe- Spears. I know, but here. like if we're if we're looking at like an even playing field here, and I know that we can't do it with Chris, but like I mean, but what's but but Spears is is in the bottom if you exclude 2013 too. So I don't know if that like that's the one argument I have is like. Even if you exclude 2013, Spears is 10th. Like I, I don't, I don't know if, if that's a good I, argument I mean, to say. I like, because Spears and Bow are dead last. Even when you exclude 2013, besides me, I don't have to worry about that. But if you no, exclude I, I me from the league, it. Spears, it's Spears, me, and Bow in the bottom. No matter what, no matter what way you splice the data. Um, and so I, know. I was I was just looking at it from like an even playing field. So I, I mean, like obviously, you like well. to see yourself in the top three, and obviously, I like to see myself in the top three. But at the same time, like I just felt like I had to do twenty. I had to exclude twenty thirteen because of Spears and Bowers, and he was in the league. Yeah, I feel but, that. Yeah, I mean, you can look at you can look at both of them. So overall. Uh, we'll conclude here, Dan. I, th- I think it's it's been a good pod. Unfortunately, we literally recorded an extra twenty minutes on top of this. That is just. For me and Dan to hear, I guess <laughs> just a good a good conversation, Dan. Um, yeah, no, it was good. It was it was fun. But you know what's crazy is I think forty minutes of this was shitting on Little Man. I I mean it had to be done. Like he couldn't just keep on going week to week giving people shit on all of their teams. I mean, no, when you no, go no, from first to worst and you say what he said on that one pod where we got drunk and he started proclaiming himself as the best, like you set yourself up, right? Like there there's no like coming back from that. I think Alec kind of senses that a little bit. I if he is smart, he knows it's coming. <laughs> yeah, it was that. It was the podcast with his brother where he was just shitting on everyone's team. Oh yeah. Not his. Yep. And then it was and then it was last week when you were shitting on like me personally when you were shitting on my but um, yeah, no, it, it it had to come. Uh judgment day week week five for little man. Um definitely finishing in the in the bottom tier of the league here this season. And I think we just got a name for our podcast. So uh it's gonna be called Judgment Day. That that's a great <laughs> that's a great name for the pod. So alright, well with that everyone um, I think Alec is in his own little cell, um, which I, I really do like this song. Uh, Lumineers, great, great band. Um, but yeah, Bill, I think I've got some numbers to support it. Please feel free. I'll send you the file. Slice and dice the data however you want. There is a direct correlation between points four and championships one. You have to improve in the playoffs no matter how you look at it, which is also agreeing with you, Bill. So one-to-one. Um, Alex going down and Dan, you're on the up and up. Is there anything else we need to cover? No, that's it, man. Good, good luck to you this week. Let's, uh, let's, let's give it our all. All right, man. Let's grind it out. See you later. Peace. Oh, no.